0: out Do our dance, then we bring the whole blockout. Yeah, we pull up and we hop out. Do our dance, then we bring the whole blockout. Yeah, we pull up and we hop out. Do our dance, then we bring the whole Welcome to Royal Rebounds TV with Calvin and Barry. Just two crazy fans of the Sacramento Kings, and they sharing their opinion, so be sure that you subscribe. It's for the fans by the fans, whether you chilling on the couch or wilding in the stands. For laid back conversations about the Kings, subscribe here, staying down until we come up thinking this gon' be our year. We're here drinking beer, talking about the Kings, be sure you subscribe so you can hear that bell ring. Yeah. What's up, Kings fans? Welcome back to Royal Rebounds, the Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans, by the fans. The Sacramento Kings beat the Houston Rockets tonight, 130-128, in an absolute thriller. Shout out to all my buddies here in the chat. Hopefully you guys are having a fantastic day. And Calvin, that was a great game to watch. How are you doing?
1: It was a great game to watch if you don't like defense. (laughs) A lot of highlight real plays, man. A lot of highlight real plays. I'm doing good. Uh, you know, a little bit of a frust- frustrating day tonight. Jeremiah, no, I'm not going to be prepared tonight because I got home at 7 p.m. East or Pacific time, so I was only able to watch the fourth quarter. Um, and I agree with Sass. How the hell did the Kings win that game? I, I do not know. How did they win that game? Yeah, pretty wild finish there. We'll definitely recap
0: that. We'll go over all the players, the box scores. We'll talk about the NBA trade deadline, which is tomorrow. Some trades that happened already, and maybe do a little bit of speculation about what the Kings do before the deadline is up. Light the effing beam. And then we'll talk about uh, the two Mavericks games at home. The Kings do return home tonight, uh, so they will see the beam probably from the plane. Uh, And then we have two games against the Mavericks and then a game on Tuesday against the Phoenix Suns before the Kings go on their uh, nice little all-star break hiatus. We'll also talk about who is going to be an all-star replacement because Curry's out, potentially Zion will miss the all-star game as well. So we'll definitely talk about that as well. But welcome in, everybody. Welcome in. Shout out to all my Kings fans. Callum is here. Jeremiah. Uh, I can't even pronounce that name. I'm sorry. Marcus, Sass, Jim. Uh, can you You want to give that one a shot, Colin? Takashi. Takashi. There you go. Alfie Mann is here. Uh, Mike Monticello, 209 Tacos. Nicole is here. Fred Dixon. Uh, and shout out to everybody else uh, for joining in. We appreciate you all. Appreciate you all. All right. So, Kings win tonight 130-128 in a high-scoring affair. Calvin, the Kings were down uh, for most of this game, which was pretty incredible. I thought they started out aggressive. Sabonis was aggressive. Uh, I believe he had like seven points in the first quarter of this game. Was playing really, really well. He didn't pick up his uh, first foul until halfway through the second quarter. Uh, And then he said, hold my beer. Uh, Let me pick up a bunch of fouls in the third and the fourth quarter. He was playing a lot of the fourth quarter with five fouls and he was able to stay on the court. The Kings were able to get a win with a crazy, crazy ending. Uh, You want to talk about the ending first or should we jump here into the box score? Let's talk about the ending. That's the only part I saw. So, <laughs> Shout out to Dylan here, Charles Gilbert, and David. David, thank you so much for the super chat. Definitely, definitely going uh, into the beer fun. All right, Calvin. Well, I guess I'll let you describe uh, how that last two minutes or so went down.
1: One word, mayhem. <laughs> Absolute mayhem. Crazy stuff. Um, just when you thought, I mean, each team had this game in their hands, you know, in the last five minutes. And they just threw it back and forth to each other and said, no, you win. No, you win. No, you win. Um, it, it was wild. I mean, you know, give credit to guys that stepped up and made big plays and big moments that charge that Keegan Murray took was huge. In real time, I thought that it was going to get overturned immediately. I was like, oh, that's a challenge. They're going to overturn it. It's two free throws. Um, but it held up. The Kings actually, you know, technically won two challenges in yeah. this game if you include that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. they kind of won the first should've, one. Should have been kinda another kinda challenge won the first with that <laughs> ball off of Eric
0: Gordon's fingertips.
1: <laughs> I'm still surprised they didn't go to review that play. Yeah. I'm really, really Who surprised. Especially with both challenges point. being used up by t- by the two teams. It feels yeah. like that's a play that you go to review. But I agree with you. I don't really under- know what the protocol is for those situations. Um, the the play right before that where the Kings missed, what was it, like 17 layups? Oh, in yeah. a row.
0: Yeah, it was a 12-2 to Rockets run in the third quarter. Oh, sorry, no, 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 I'm, t-
1: I'm talking about right at the end there when uh, Malik Monk drives to the oh, basket, yeah. misses the layup, Sabonis gets the rebound, yeah. misses a, Keegan. you know, what for him is a pretty yeah. good-looking shot, yeah. took easy hook shot or whatever. Keegan gets the rebound. And the craziest part about it, I was watching that at the end with Ethan in the living room, and I go, Sabonis even missed the wide open layup after the foul was, or the, the yeah. jump ball was called. Yeah, like I, that was I've never seen the Kings miss that many layups in a row before. Um, and then you know of course Malik Monk who uh, gives up uh, weak side rotation gives up a wide open dunk to Jabari Smith just a couple plays before that. Yep, redeems himself a little bit with the steal at the end, uh, and Fox <laughs> hits three big free throws. I'm still not convinced that was a foul on Fox either at the end. Yeah. Honestly, if I'm being completely honest, I don't know if that was a oh, foul the body on, Eric, contact Eric on Eric Gordon. I, I still didn't see the good enough angle. They kept showing it from behind. I yeah. didn't think that was a good enough angle to see it.
0: It looked like you bumped him a little it, bit at the it end. It was but
1: very – and for Fox, I know he's trying to sell it, but take a real shot, man. Yeah, he just yeah. threw it at the backboard. The like, Rockets bailed I, I don't know what the hell that Rockets was. Rockets
0: bailed us out there.
1: Oh, man. It was – it Charles, yeah, I think that there was probably some contact there, but I'm, I'm not sold the that it funny was a thing foul for me. The Kings were owed one. I, I absolutely yeah. agree with that. But
0: The funny thing for me is, like, all season long, we've heard Eric Gordon talk about how the young guys on the Houston Rockets don't play the right way, and that's why they don't win basketball games, and then he ends up being the reason they lose the game. Not that that's the only reason, because I I don't like to put any loss on, like, one player, uh, you know, because they put themselves in a position to lose that game. But he fouled. If he hadn't fouled, they would have won the game. But, yeah, yeah, definitely an interesting, interesting fourth quarter. Um, and, And just, like, last few minutes of the game, Jalen Green was just on absolute fire. That guy was making everything. Can we talk about the challenge by the Kings there? Because that was really... I mean, I, I get confused every game now, Calvin. I swear I don't know the rules anymore. Maybe uh, somebody needs to get me a, a rule book for Christmas or for my birthday or something, um, and maybe that <laughs> wouldn't even help. Uh, yeah, because it would probably
1: only confuse you more.
0: Jalen Green clearly kicks his right foot out, yeah. right? Gets fouled by Harrison Barnes on that play, makes the three. They call it an and-one. The Kings challenge the play, and and l- let's not forget before, I, I don't even remember how long ago it was, maybe 10, 10 games or so, where the Kings challenge a play, the challenge was successful, but the baskets still counted and blah, blah, all that stuff. So in this situation... The, the
1: phantom foul on yeah. Trey Lyle. They moved the foul from Chemezi Metu yeah. to Trey Lyle. So the challenge was successful, so, but we still So lost. in this game... Essentially,
0: he kicks the right foot out, makes contact with Harrison Barnes, makes the three. They call an and one. Mike Brown challenges the call. Um, The the challenge is successful. The foul is overturned, but then the three still counts, which is really, really weird to me. It just kind of reminds me like one of those um, like NFL challenges where you're like he didn't have a first down. They're like, that's not what he was challenging. They were challenging whether it was a catch or not, you know, and it's like that was a clear offensive foul to me like yeah. he kicked his right leg out trying to draw the contact got it there like the three shouldn't have it
1: yeah I, i'm with you but again it's like you said before i think the rules uh, the challenge rules which we've already talked about needing to be you know revised for yeah. sure
0: charles says is a kick out an offensive foul
1: it should be i, I, I don't even know anymore I I agree. I thought it was a no-call. I agree with Charles. But I, I'm not even sure anymore. It's all yeah. – everything is so blurred. And I feel like the end of this game just made it even more confusing and more complicated to me. I actually thought De'Aaron Fox fouled Eric Gordon on that out-of-bounds point yeah. at the end. Yeah,
0: And, and actually, Calvin, <laughs> that would have helped the Kings Yeah, because – the Kings didn't have any fouls in the last two minutes. That's true. So then, when yeah, they did intentionally true. foul, I mean, I'm it, like, it oh, ended sh- up working out better, yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> in the yeah, long did, run. But, but, but you're, like, right, oh, you're right. Oh shit, what's going on here? Yeah. Oh, they got an inbound and yeah. again, and then my guy Malik yeah, Monk and
1: Tito hits it on the head here. Just comes right that, in there. I don't know his name, but the head official tonight, every yeah. time he walked up to the the mic, the guy with missing a hair up here, he, dude, he was so nervous. Oh yeah, he was stuttering over every word. The guy calling the three second calls. You could just tell he was like. I don't want this game to be put on me right now. You guys need to stop fucking up. He was nervous as fuck. I, I just, yeah. it, it was a very, very bizarre ending. That for guy a lot was of calling
0: three-second calls all game long. Like yeah. They were only yeah. on the Kings in the beginning of the game, multiple three-second calls. Then they call a, a three-second call on the Rockets, and then we don't hear anything for like two quarters, and then the fourth quarter we hear another three-second call. So really, really weird. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, there was a 12-2 run by the Houston Rockets. They were up five. Yes. Uh, then an amazing steal by De'Aaron Fox. He gets the bucket. Then the Rockets come right back down the floor. Keegan Murray takes the charge. Uh, cuts the lead to three with the Kings having possession. Uh, and then, yeah, the rest is history. What an incredible, incredible ending to that game. But, yeah, the the De'Aaron Fox one over Eric Gordon was right? so, so wild. Because I thought it was a foul on De'Aaron Fox, I, too. Yeah, I'm like, that's a foul. But then I'm like, okay, they're both going for the ball. And... Yeah, they don't review it. Nothing. They don't review it. it. I thought it was off of Gordon, Gordon as fingers. well. Yeah, it, it was weird. Just a very, really, very weird. Really, really strange ending of the game. But hey, it worked out. Kings <laughs> win. Light. Yeah. Uh, bottom line, light the fucking light beam. The effing beam. <laughs> I didn't get
1: my. Uh... Fire the laser.
0: Fire the, Fire the laser! Oh man, what what a great game by the Sacramento Kings! Uh, I mean, let's let's go over the box score, but real quick, uh, something I did want to point out in the team stats. I know I'm jumping ahead of myself, but only only uh, nine turnovers tonight. Wow, they actually corrected this. Uh, nine turnovers tonight for the Sacramento Kings. Pretty wild. I, I thought they would have won by a lot more um with only nine turnovers because this team has been turning the ball over quite a lot lately uh but hey looking at the box score here domas Sabonis, 32 minutes of action 22 points nine rebounds i thought he should have got credit for a rebound at the end there calvin in, in that maybe two rebounds in that play uh, but he did not get the double double uh, but five assists for him tonight a steal a turnover five personal fouls, eight of 15 from the field did not make a three pointer tonight harrison barnes 33 minutes of action 16 points only two rebounds for him uh this is kind of uh you know a storyline of the night not a lot of rebounds for the sacramento kings not a lot at all um keegan murray 32 minutes of action 10 points six rebounds two steals one turnover four of nine from the field two of four from three point range calvin and keegan actually sets the record for most threes by a Kings rookie in franchise history, which is absolutely huge. Another thing I didn't know, Calvin, Keegan Murray is fourth in the NBA in three-point percentage um, for players that have shot over two. It's such a random number. Players that have shot over 293s. High, high threes, yeah. yeah, 293s. There's only three players ahead of him. I believe it's Steph Curry is one, Laurie Markkinen is the other, and Buddy Heald is the other one. So
1: Lori having such an incredible Pretty season. wild.
0: Yeah, but shout-out to Keegan Murray. Hopefully he gets selected uh, for the three-point competition. We know he'll be, be there at the yeah. Rookie Stars uh, game. But, uh, you know, more more experience for Keegan, so shout-out to him. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, 38 minutes of action, 31 points, 5 rebounds, 11 assists, 2 steals, Three turnovers, 11 of 23 from the field, 0 of 3 from three-point range. But Calvin, 9 of 10, 90% from the free throw line for him tonight. Kevin Herter, only 20 minutes of action tonight for Kevin Herter. Seven points, two assists, a steal, a block, a turnover, 2 of 7 from the field, only 1 of 6 from three-point range. Uh, No points tonight for Trey Lyles, only two rebounds for him in 16 minutes of action. Eight points for Chemezi Metu and two blocks for him. Nine points for Davion. Five assists and a steal. Only one turnover for him. Ten points for Terrence Davis. And my guy, Malik Monk, 17 points, four rebounds, three assists, two steals. One uh, one steal being the most clutch very, very of important. the game. Yes. Uh, and then two turnovers for him tonight. Real quick, let's just rewind back to that last couple possessions there that steal by by malik monk um it was an interesting situation uh because i believe there was like 1.7 1.5 or something left, left on the clock yeah. they in- inbound the ball he steals it he gets kind of tripped up there you don't see him call a timeout i think it's mike brown that calls yeah. the timeout from yeah, the sideline god for mike brown because <laughs> we had one timeout left over <laughs> But they advanced the ball because he got a dribble in, but Mike Brown called the timeout right away. That seemed almost instantaneous situation. Should the ball have been advanced at that point? Uh,
1: Again, uh, I think the the officials for this game, because of all the craziness that went on and all the different types of calls that they had to make, uh, that maybe they fumbled that one a little bit. I don't know. But regardless, it, it It worked. Yeah, the 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 whistle did happen after the dribble. I agree with that, but the the question is, when did they actually? When did Mike Brown signal for the timeout? So.
0: Dude, the foul on the three on Deer and Fox, I didn't even hear that whistle either. Yeah. When I was watching in real time, I'm like, oh great, we lost. And then I'm like, wait, they're all celebrating. I'm like, oh, we we got a whistle? No yeah. way. No I know. Way. I know. We got a Payback.
1: whistle. Payback's a bitch if you're Houston.
0: Crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, Charlie says Kings are 5-0 in games where Herder gets benched in the second half. Wow, Charlie. Uh, wow. Wow. They're also, uh, I believe, 31-0 and when they score more points than the other team this year. So uh, that's also a great statistic. That is true. Um, As far as the Houston Rockets go, 41 points, big points by Jalen Green. Uh, and then uh, one of your, guy, your favorite guys, I always screw up his name, Sengen. Schengen. Schengen, whatever. Almost a triple-double for uh, for him
1: tonight. I've heard it pronounced like 10 different ways.
0: Kevin Porter Jr. did miss the game, still dealing with the foot injury, uh, but great game by the Sacramento Kings. Uh, As far as the team stats go, the Kings shot 50% from the field as opposed to 54, almost 55% for the Houston Rockets, 33% for the Kings from three-point range as opposed to 45. That's the reason why Houston uh, was was in this game and and ahead in in the majority of this game. Kings shot 93% from the line as opposed to 85 for Houston. The Kings did get out-rebounded tonight 31 to 44 only 29 assists for the kings tonight 10 steals four blocks nine turnovers as opposed to 19 for the houston rockets including uh one at the very very end there which was costly for them 64 points in the paint for the kings as opposed to 70 uh for the houston rockets but this was a pretty close game the houston rockets were up you know, for the first almost three quarters of the game before the Kings finally took the lead, they were only up by nine was the most they were up in this game. Kings were only up by five, so it was a really back-and-forth game, although it didn't seem like it early. Uh, Calvin, uh, anything that really stands out here to you?
1: Well, yeah, it was a close game pretty much the whole way through. Statistically speaking, the Kings got outplayed in most categories. I think you can point to two areas that really made up for it tonight. For Sacramento, number one is free throw shooting. Three big free throws at the end, obviously, from De'Aaron Fox, 93% at the line as a team. Um, and then my, st- my uh, statistic that I brought up on Monday still stayed true. 22 fast break points tonight. Okay. The Kings are now 16-7 and 7 when they score over 16 fast break points. But more importantly for me, it's points off of turnovers. 19 points resulting in 27 points. Off those turnover, or sorry, nineteen turnovers, resulting in twenty-seven points for Sacramento. Okay. That's how they made up the difference uh, from being killed on the offensive glass and killed in the paint tonight. Yeah,
0: yeah. You want to go over your keys to the game?
1: Yeah, I should have kept rebounding in there. I, I mean, I should just probably pin that number one for the rest of the season for <laughs> Sacramento. Um, it was not in there today. Not a lot of rebounds for the Kings tonight. No, not, not a, a lot of rebounds. Not a lot at all. Um, but where are we here? I can read uh, them out for number, you. Oh, I got it. Number one was get out and run. Uh, Twenty-two fast break points. A lot of you know alley oop dunks. Monk to Fox, Fox to Monk. Yep, all of that stuff. That was good. Rinse uh, and you repeat. know, twenty-seven. Yeah, rinse and repeat. Uh, number two was keep the bench balling. Trey Lyles, it, really the only guy on the bench that didn't you know have a, a major productive game tonight. It, all all the other players kind of stepped he up, I think, 48 back, points. He had a
0: putback dunk at the buzzer from a missed three. It didn't count. Why not it was tip? A, it was I, do, I,
1: I was yeah. screaming at the TV yeah. at that point. What are you doing grabbing the ball and dunking that? Yeah. Just tip it, man. I like it. I like <laughs> it.
0: I saw a statistic uh, on Twitter today from Will Z Stats talking about dunks. Apparently, the Kings, I believe, are 10th in the NBA in dunks.
1: Uh, I, I like it, dude. Yeah. Why not go yeah. for the dunk? I like the play. Um, but I think you got to have more awareness of the clock in that situation and go for a, a straight tip. Tip, But yep. that, that's, you know, we're uh, nitpicking there. Um, the rest of the bench, you know, Malik Monk, again, played a pretty good game overall. I thought Chemezi Metu gave him really good minutes. Davion had a really good third quarter. Um, and then 10 points for Terrence, Terrence Davis as well. 48 points tonight, I think, total for the bench. So that's three straight games they've been 48 points or above bench scoring. Um, And then number three was points in the paint. Uh, Again, they just got annihilated. 70 points. I mean, they scored 68 themselves. But to give up 70 points in the paint, it's just the same old story with this team.
0: Everybody in the chat here wants to talk about the trade deadline.
1: So oh, I, it's, it's coming. They, they don't it's even care tomorrow. that we won tonight. No, Mike, like, oh, Mike we, wants to talk
0: about Kessler-Edwards. They're like, we won, light the beam, whatever, move yeah. on. Let's talk about yeah. trades.
1: Well, look, I mean, you're playing the worst team in the league. This was a nail-biter, a game you should have won. Luckily, they get the win. Yep. Uh, finish the road trip above 500. You know, you can go back home now, hopefully get into uh, the trade deadline after a couple more wins. Mike, I'm talking about your Mavs. <laughs> but, uh, they're playing right now. They're, they're playing right now, and they're looking good. Yeah. They're looking real good without yeah, no, Luca. That's probably yeah. why. <laughs> yeah, maybe they should trade him. <laughs> I see you have the chain on. I got the chain. Uh, who's your King's
0: uh, chain player? I, I still haven't come up with a good word for this.
1: Defensive player of the game? Yeah. Chain? Yeah. chain. Um, game. Who's your chain I, game? I really can't make a fair assessment tonight because, again, I only watched the fourth quarter. I think if you're going for the, the sentimental pick, um, Malik Monk with Has the, the game-saving steal Has is to is pretty easy to, to throw in there, even though he's nine times out of ten, or maybe even ten times out of ten, not deserving. Mike said he's going to be at the game on Friday. Apparently he didn't sell his tickets. Oh, nice. He was pissed. He's going to get to see a Mavs loss. Yeah. Love yeah, it. Hopefully, hopefully. Love it. So I, it really is, I think, not uh, fair for me to pick – the the defensive player of the game because I didn't watch the whole game. However, just seeing the total score and the way the defense was played throughout most of this game probably doesn't deserve to go to anybody.
0: Yeah. 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 I definitely, definitely feel that. Uh king of the game, you go in with Deer and Fox. Double double. Pretty easy to pick him. Game game winning exactly. free throws. Big
1: steal on Thir- Jalen Green at the end points. there
0: in the fourth quarter 14 points. Uh
1: I thought it was 12 mi- or with the three free throws I think 13. Yeah, either 13 or 15
0: because yeah. I don't know if it included that layup from him after the steal. Yeah. But great great performance by Deer and Fox. Uh Mr has a great point here. Sounds like a Rockets fan. Uh <laughs> the game was won by Houston Rockets. This is blatant money laundering spelled incorrectly and there was (laughs) 0.0 seconds left, and judge calls foul. I did not see any judges there on the court. But, Calvin, that brings up an interesting question for me, Uh, and I don't expect you to have the answer to this question because I have no idea. Um, But what do you think – like how quickly should a ref call a foul after something happens? Like is there a time limit? Should there be a time limit? Like let's say tonight – I, I get your pain, and I apologize. You know, we've been on the, the reversing of that multiple multiple times. But, like, let's say the buzzer goes off, blah, 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 the players walk off the court, and then the referee calls a foul, and he's like, oh, foul, give the free throws to the Sacramento Kings. Like, how much time should there be between a foul and when it's called?
1: I I don't know if I have the answer to that question because okay. we're talking about human beings. I mean, it, it should – in a perfect world it should happen instantly right like yeah. um but you know maybe you give i don't know a couple tenths of a second and they you know they'll usually go back and put more time on it um i do agree with everybody else in the chat not uh mist, we'll just call him mister there there was definitely time left on the clock when that when <laughs> the shot went up yeah so or the foul was called so i don't i don't really know what you're looking at there the replay does confirm that there was time left. Um, you can question whether the, there was a foul period, but it, yeah. you, I don't think you can question whether there was time left.
0: And one thing I've learned, mister, through my time of being a fan, it's not worth stressing about it, man. It's over. It's done with. Just move on. Yep. Move on. And hey, I mean, like, just look at it realistically. Even if the Houston Rockets win this game, what does that do for your team, right? You guys got the worst record in the NBA. You're going to win the lottery. <laughs> Like, what does one win do Rub- for Rockets you? Rockets suck. Nothing. Out. There you go. Nothing. Nothing.
1: I mean, they should have won the game before that. It should never have come to that play. Yeah,
0: I- I'll say that. I'm also gonna say we won four out of four games, so it's not like this was a random occurrence where the Kings stole a win from Houston. So, uh, I'll just, I'll just put that there. Just put that there. Okay, Calvin, uh, anything else you want to talk about this game or should we move on? Because we got some other stuff. Everyone wants to talk about trades. I
1: think we can move on. There's uh, bigger fish to fry out there.
0: All right, so let's – I guess we can go over some of these trades. So the deal that just happened probably two hours ago, the New York Knicks acquired Josh Hart from the Portland Trail Blazers. An interesting deal. The Blazers get Cam Reddish – Oh man, I can never pronounce this guy's name. Ryan R-C- Archie Diakono. Archie Archie, Archie. Diakono. Yeah. Didn't he play on the Bulls? He did play for the Bulls. That's probably why you know how to pronounce his name. Uh, he, another guy. I, I, I know his pronounce. name since he was at Villanova. So. Uh, and a 2023 first round draft pick. Another <laughs> interesting deal here. Can you pronounce that guy's name? Mikhailik. Mc- yeah.
1: Went to Kansas. Okay.
0: Are you like a name? scientist or something
1: no i got shangoon's name wrong as brian pointed out so
0: maybe brian needs to be here i i I am horrible with names i really really am uh i blame it on english the language uh because i mean it just teaches you that like things can be pronounced in different ways and then you go to other countries and you sound like an idiot because you're trying to pronounce something they're like it's pronounced like it sounds and it's like i don't know what it sounds like because in English, it it sounds all different. Like, it looks different and sounds, and I, yeah. I don't know what I'm trying yeah. to say. uh. But, yeah, interesting deal. Any thoughts on that? Does that help any team?
1: I think it helps the Knicks. I mean, Cam Reddish was basically, you know, being wasted away on their bench. Um, and Josh Hart is a very productive player, does a lot of things really well. You know, that would have been somebody that I would have been happy if the Kings went out and got. Pretty solid wing defender, a good rebounder for his size. Uh, capable scorer, good. You know, can shoot it from the outside. Heart, yeah, Hart's legit. So, yeah. I, I think it helps the Knicks definitely. Blazers got a little bit younger with Cam Reddish. I'm so mixed
0: on Cam Reddish because I really, really did like that guy coming out of college. I thought he was a great player with Duke. Uh, obviously with Zion and uh, the other dude in the Knicks. I'm blanking on names right now. RJ Barrett. Um, but he's had, I guess, issues with every team he's been on so far. So right? far, Atlanta. Yeah. The Knicks, I don't know what he really wants. So, hopefully he finds that in Portland. Uh, but Portland is is slowly uh, getting younger, and they're still staying pretty competitive. So, shout out to the Portland Trail Blazers. Yep. Uh, next trade. Interesting, dude. This thing just went down. This is a here. big one. This is a big one, especially for Kings fans. The Los Angeles Lakers officially trade Russell Westbrook. Uh, wow. Wow. They received D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, which is hilarious to me for a reason. I'll explain that in a second. Jared Vanderbilt. The Timberwolves get Mike Conley, uh, Nikkel Alexander-Walker. Three second-round picks, 2024, 2025, and 2026. And the Utah, Utah Jazz get Russell Westbrook. What's so
1: special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and
0: are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Juan Toscano, Anderson, Damian Jones, and uh, I believe it's a top four protected 2027 first round pick from the LA Lakers. I didn't even know the Lakers had a first round pick to trade. I thought they still gave all those up uh to the Pelicans. But Calvin, interesting, interesting deal. D'Lo back to LA. Yeah. Westbrook apparently got in an altercation with uh Coach Ham. Uh maybe that's how he got that bump on his head. Perhaps. Um at halftime. Um and historic night last night. I, we can't not talk about that. Oh, yeah. Congratulations yep. to LeBron James becoming number one definitely. all time. Did you see the video today of Anthony Davis?
1: Yeah, that's all anybody wants to talk about. He's
0: just sitting on the bench. Pretty, That pretty was weird. Sad that me. was very weird.
1: It's a little strange, very but weird. let's just focus on LeBron and not Anthony Davis. Very, very weird.
0: The Lakers are, are, I don't know what to think about the Lakers. Uh, but funny to me, uh, Malik Beasley, um, do you know his ex girlfriend? I do know his ex girlfriend. Larissa Pippen?
1: Yes. Used to be married to Scotty. Yeah.
0: You know her son?
1: Uh no, I don't know. Scotty Pippen son. Jr. Oh well yeah. I thought you were gonna talk say Also she on the Lakers. Else. He is also on the Lakers. Interesting, right? Yes. Yes. I'm yes. sure the
0: yo mama jokes are gonna be running wild in the it's locker room. It's gonna be interesting. Uh but what are your thoughts
1: on the trade? <laughs> no, Charles, I don't really Know her. Um you know of her. I know of her. It's a really interesting deal. Um, I think the Lakers for how uh you know kind of fucked they were for lack of a better word after the Kyrie Irving deal, um and losing out on that, you know, losing out on trades earlier in the year, buddy healed, Miles Turner, all that stuff, they just weren't willing to give up the assets. This is probably about as good of a deal as they could have possibly gotten. They get rid of Russell Westbrook. They add D'Angelo Russell. I don't know what D'Angelo Russell on the Lakers, again, is really going to look like with this team. However, to me, it's more about the other guys. Yeah, and he's a free agent. Malik Beasley is a lights-out three-point shooter. A little streaky at times, but a really good three-point shooter. We've seen those guys work so perfectly with LeBron in the past. And Jared Vanderbilt is a capable defender that's good at switching and can guard multiple positions. Um, I think that gives them a, a little added bonus as well. so it, they had to give up another pit or another first round pick to get all these guys. but i, I also like the Mike Conley experiment in Minnesota I, don't I, understand I think that could why they I don't really know deal. why that or uh, what that's going to look like, but I think D'Angelo Russell just wasn't necessarily. The, a good fit after they went out and got Gobert. He smoked us. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, the Kings don't play defense. So yeah. I'm talking about against real de, real good defensive teams. Mike Conley's going to be good for all the other players Mike on Conley's that team. Mike
0: Conley's like 45 years
1: old already. He can still shoot the three, and he can dish, dish the ball to other guys. I mean, he's a lot like Chris Paul a, and a better offensive option in terms of scoring right now than Chris Paul is. Yeah. The Jazz... Danny Ainge is a mad scientist. I don't know what the hell they're doing. It makes doing. sense
0: for the Jazz. I mean, yeah, they're unloading you a salary. Pick. Yeah, you
1: have absolutely. salary
0: cap space at the end of the year. That makes sense to me.
1: It's it's a very
0: interesting deal for all three teams. I don't understand the Timberwolves side. I get the Lakers side. I get I get the Jazz side. I don't understand what the Timberwolves.
1: Well, are the doing. Timberwolves are are swearing. another one of those teams that is in kind of desperation mode. Yeah. Right. Like it had. Towns hasn't been healthy. It hasn't really worked, uh, you know, when all of them have been on the floor together. Um, And D'Angelo Russell is a guy that's making a, a lot of money and has been very, very up and down for them. I think having a real true point guard for them, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah,
0: definitely, definitely an interesting deal. All right, moving on here to a deal that happened yesterday but was officially finalized today. It involves your Sacramento Kings, uh, Kessler Edwards and some cash from the Brooklyn nets, uh, for the rights to David. Dude, I'm horrible with
1: these names. I'm just going to call him David M. Oh yeah. This is another, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get that this. was
0: one. like a late pick. I believe yeah. the rights were acquired yeah. by, v- by, uh, Vlade or something like that in a, in a trade. Um, but the Kings have to clear a roster spot to make this happen. So <laughs> they got rid of, uh what's his name? The dude they brought in on the 10-day.
1: Alfie man, what's your question?
0: Who's the guy they had in the 10-day? I Can't keep track of all these guys that come in and out. I, I remember Dozer, P.J. Dozer. Uh, then they brought in another guy last week. Um, the Kings? Yeah,
1: on the 10-day. Oh, right here. Callum on the money. Deontay Burton. Yeah. Yeah, so they cut Burton
0: to make uh, to make room. So interesting, interesting deal there. Uh, you know, I did a little bit of research on Kessler Edwards because I didn't really know much about him. He's a six eight small forward uh, out of Pepperdine, which is not uh, our own Doug Christie from Pepperdine. I believe he did go. There. I believe yeah. he is. So maybe he's got some connections there. Uh, but this dude was drafted in the second round uh, of the 2021 draft. And he's not averaging a lot this year. One point a game, one rebound a game. But, Calvin, I was surprised to learn uh, that this dude started 23 games last year for the Brooklyn Nets.
1: That Well, last year the wild. Brooklyn Nets had uh, more co- starting lineup combinations than any other team in basketball yeah. because they were – Injury plagued uh, Kyrie Irving, you know, the vaccine, all that stuff. They they had a lot of guys that they had to throw in there.
0: Shout out to Jeff the Lefty, Double O, Matthew is here. I saw Sass, uh, Mr. Angel, JN is here, Callum, Charlie, DJ. Wow, good to see you guys. Hopefully everyone's having a wonderful day. Parallax is here. I think I saw Alex was in here a little bit earlier. Apex Legends, Brian Thompson, Tito, Ivan. Wow. Wow, good to see you guys! Don't forget to smash up that like button, guys. So, what are your thoughts on this deal for the Kings, Cal? Because it kind of goes I along mean, the narrative we've been talking about, right? Where every year Monty finds, take the Sabonis trade out of this, but every year he just kind of has like these little tinker moves that he that he does, right? That he did it the same with bringing in uh, what was that guy's name? Uh, Delon Wright. Delon Wright uh, did the same thing with. Just bringing in some of these smaller pieces, so well, give me your thoughts,
1: man, I think there's a lot more questions to be answered or, or questions than answers a- after this deal right it's you know is this guy gonna stick on the team or are, are there more moves to be made um you know he's uh, one of those guys that it's just a really small sample size I think there are things to like about him, but There's a ton more questions, and the biggest question of all is, is he even going to get to play? Like, I don't know where you fit him into this, into the rotation. Uh, And Alpha Man, I do want to answer your question before you get upset at us again. Are the Jazz going to be up-and-comers in the Western Conference? Again, I I think there's way more questions to be asked than answers about the Utah Jazz right now. Don't know what they're going to do the rest of the trade deadline. Don't know if they're buying or completely selling here at the end of the year are they still going to try to make the playoffs uh there's three i do know this there's three players that they say they want to build around for the future that's uh their uh other their first round pick number 14 this year
0: kessler edwards
1: kessler edwards and um the dude from kansas another difficult name to pronounce oh don't ask me (laughs) Uh, those three guys we know are going to be pillars for the future for them. I think everybody else is, is a question mark at this point. I don't expect Utah to really make a whole lot of noise in terms of the playoff picture for the rest of this year either. So,
0: Who is this guy?
1: Uh, it starts with an A. Og- Ogbier. Og- uh, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Oh, uh, man. And Colin Sutton, pl- right? Great, great, great college player um, at Kansas. Oh, Ochai? Yeah. I'm not even going to try.
0: Try that one. Interesting. And they still have Colin Sexton, too. Uh, they do. Who, I'm a big Colin Sexton fan. So, wow. Interesting. Interesting deal. Um, I, I don't really think the Utah Jazz care about winning this year. I really don't think they do. Uh, they know they're not going to win the championship. They know they're probably going to get bounced in the play-in or in the first round. So, like Calvin said, they're just acquiring assets right now. They got a first-round pick in this deal. They cle- cleared some calorie, salary cap space. Yeah. I almost said calorie Salary. St- space Cape. salary cap space uh so they're they're in the middle of a rebuild i would not be worried about the utah jazz um so no worries there a couple other deals that happened here uh february 7th the heat send Dwayne deadman ex-sacramento king uh to the spurs and the miami heat get cash oh also a 2028 second round pick is included and sent to the san antonio spurs deadman seems to get traded a lot sure does a lot he, he's balling in Atlanta, <laughs> signs with Sacramento, <laughs> gets traded back to Atlanta, gets traded to Miami. Miami trades him now to San Antonio. Uh, poor Dwayne Dedman, at least he's getting paid. Uh, is this just a salary dump deal? Is Miami opening up a roster spot?
1: <laughs> dead weight, as Mr. Yeah. Angel points Dwayne out. Dwayne, like dead weight. Dwayne, dead weight. Is Miami just
0: opening up a roster spot?
1: I, I have to think so. I mean, th- this is definitely not a move that's going to make make or break them, right? And they're desperate to add more pieces to try to put together a, a serious playoff run. Kyle Lowry is the name that just keeps on popping up. Are the Clippers going to make a move for him? Is somebody else going to come out of nowhere and make a move for him? Um, it, yeah, the, the Heat are, are definitely in the buyer's mentality right now. And why wouldn't you be if, they were, if you're in Miami? And then
0: we uh, we announced the the last trade that happened uh, a couple days ago: Kyrie Irving, Marquise Morris to the Dallas Mavericks for Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, a 2029 first round pick, and two second round picks. Uh, and they are playing right now. Uh, wow, wow! Looks like this game is a three point game now. Calvin, uh, Mavs are up seventy nine seventy six. Kyrie Irving's got sixteen points in twenty five minutes. Go Clippers, I guess. Interesting.
1: It's tough to root for either team in this game. It really is. We got our first caller of if the night, Kings Calvin. Fan.
0: The Kings won. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh yeah, the Kings won. Yeah. The Sacramento Kings. Oh yeah, the Kings won. Yeah. Box is so fast. Subanas. So it's so strong. Yeah. Coach Mike is so smart. Yeah. They are the playoff bound. Yeah.
0: Island boys calling in. I love it. I love it. All right, Cal. Um, let's, uh, I guess now's the time before we talk about all-star replacements. Uh, let's finish up the trade talk. I mean, the trade deadline, I believe, is tomorrow morning. Um, isn't it like 10 a.m. Pacific time or something like that? It's pretty early. I thought it was like 3 p.m. Maybe 3 p.m. Pacific standard something time. Something like, like that. like noon here for us. Uh, you think any other trades are going to happen? You think three you p.m. Can- Eastern time, Charles says. Oh, Eastern time. Yeah, so that would be noon Pacific, ten a.m. Our time, which I was right, ten a.m. Yeah, um, dude, I have to do so much time calculations now. I should get better at. It. I don't know why, um, but Hawaii Standard Time, it's always it's always crazy. Uh, anyways, any other trades you see happening? I mean, we knew Kyrie was going to get traded. Uh, You know, we knew the Lakers were going to do something with Westbrook. The teams we had been looking at, another one was, uh, you know, the Jazz. They made their move today with the Lakers. They made a move. Or a move. They could make more. Yeah. Uh, We heard that the Pistons don't want to move Bogdanovich, or at least that's what their stance is at the moment. We haven't seen Charlotte do a move yet. Yep. Uh, We haven't seen Chicago or Toronto make a move. Um, But, you know, a lot of these teams – they want to make deals in their multi-team deals. They get a lot more complicated. They take a lot of time to develop. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of time left, Calvin. I'm sure, uh, you know, Woj is not going to be happy tonight. He's not sleeping. He's oh, definitely not. all night long paying attention to this stuff. Do you see any other trades happening before the deadline?
1: That's a really good question. I mean, I'm kind of starting to feel the, the same way that, you know, some of these other guys in the chat are in terms of Sacramento making another deal. I just don't really know what there is out there for them to do. They don't have a ton of really high valuable assets. They don't have draft picks to be able to give. I think it's going to be hard for them to pull off a meaningful deal. I'm still hoping for guys like Matisse Theibel, uh, right. you know, Tory Craig, Jay Crowder. I agree, Charles. I think they're gettable, but, you know, negotiation is a tough thing. So. Uh, it, it's not dependent on one team. It's dependent on two. Uh, it, it's just hard to predict those sorts of things. And I don't know what Philadelphia is asking for for Thibel. um corkmaz wants it out of there as well, the so they got to work Kessler on that.
0: Edwards deal has anything to do with that? Is it like a precursor, or is this? You,
1: you never know. I, I think it it very well could be, um, but at the same time, it might it just might fizzle out right like yeah I just go back to there's so many teams out there trying to make additions not many teams are trying to make subtractions or salary dump or do all you know all of that stuff yeah so uh, there there are definitely teams to watch right like Toronto is a team to watch Uh, Brooklyn is a team to watch not from a seller standpoint but from a buyer standpoint because it's I said all along, I didn't think that they were trying to move KD. I thought they were trying to add to him to make another run here. Um, And and so they're, they're out there trying to make additions as well. Phoenix is a team to watch. Jay Crowder's name just continues to come up over and over again. What, you know, if anything, are they going to do at the deadline? But it's going to be very, very interesting to see. You you might see a, a run of trades at the end here, or you might see very, very few. So I, I'm not really sure. And I've seen it a couple of times here in the chat. I think it's a very good point to bring up. The buyout market is something to keep an eye on if you're Sacramento. Yep. If, for example, Jay Crowder gets bought out because they don't end up making a deal for him or, uh, you know, a variety of different players could end up on that list. It's, it's definitely going to be something to watch for Sacramento. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh,
0: I don't think the Kings are the only team feeling that way, which could be why we don't see a lot of deals happening um, because a lot of teams feel like players are going to get bought out here, especially guys that are on the last year of their deal. Teams don't want to give up a lot for a guy like that, so they're just going to wait, see what happens in the buyout market and add. Uh, And I think for the Kings, I think – The main thing for them here is they're just not trying to mess up the chemistry of this team. So I I think that they've been reluctant to, I mean, we've heard them involved in in talks with multiple teams, as they should be, Uh, but I think Monty is is really happy with the group they have here. Why not, dude? We should all be happy. We're the third seed in the Western Conference. Um, So I think he's kind of holding back a little bit, wants to keep the chemistry intact uh, and see what they can do this offseason to build off of this uh, team. So definitely something to take a look at. Uh, you think the Bulls make any moves? Do they blow it up? Because it's kind of the same thing, right? Really, really
1: like, hard to tell. Yeah, All all signs point to yes, right? I mean from like the outside looking in. Yeah. But I, I just don't know. I, I mean I, they're going to ask for a ton in return for Zach Levine. You know, if they were really going to blow it up they would have to deal Zach Levine. Yeah, not necessarily first, but that would have to come right. So if they don't get what they expect in return or ask for in return for Levine, it doesn't. Does it really make sense to trade everybody else? No, I, I don't think so. So they're a really interesting. They might be the most interesting team out of anybody. Maybe Toronto, but they might be the most interesting team out of anybody in terms of what direction do they decide to take going into the second half of the season
0: and after a huge Rudy Gobert trade in the offseason I think a lot of teams are like wow Minnesota really got smoked there how do we prevent that from happening I mean just in the past two days we've seen or three days we've seen two superstars Kyrie Irving get traded for a first round pick just one (laughs) and then we see Westbrook get traded today only one first round pick included so yeah uh pretty yeah. interesting to see the market kind of reset itself. Shout out to Skip, uh Sacktown Breakdown for listening via Twitter Spaces. Uh Skip, if you want to come up on stage and, and speak, just let me know. All right, Calvin. Uh let's talk about all-star replacements.
1: Uh, real quick before that, Jim asked if we were gonna do a trade deadline special. Uh Jim, I do work during the day tomorrow, so if we did one, it wouldn't be until, you know, like seven PM ish. Pacific time. I think we'll kind of probably wait to see what happens, Uh, particularly with the Kings. Yeah. Yeah. If something happens in Sacramento, we will definitely come on and and do some sort of discussion, but it won't be until later in the day. So we'll make some posts on social media. So you guys have an an idea of what's, what's to, what to expect, but
0: all right. So moving on here to the all-star break, uh, couple guys that are interested potentially will miss some time here. Uh first off, uh Steph Curry officially ruled out. Uh so interesting there. Luka as Mike says is supposed to return on Friday, so we'll keep our eyes on that what happens there. I'm also hearing that Zion Williamson could potentially be out for the All-Star break. If if Luka's out, yeah. that's three starters <laughs> for the West All-Stars, which is yeah. absolutely yeah. crazy. Um, any guys you look forward to, to take one of these spots? I heard Katie was pretty positive, uh, on the, on the cast today about De'Aaron and another question. If Curry's out and De'Aaron
1: takes over, is he a starter in the all-star game? (laughs) Well, there's potentially three, two, uh, the starting backcourt is out, right? Yeah. Like Luca and, uh, stuff. Look, I, I think if any if one guy is to miss the game, De'Aaron Fox has a pretty good chance of making it. If all three of these guys end up missing the game, and Fox isn't an injury replacement. Yeah, there something is completely wrong. Yeah. completely wrong. Did you see his interview after the game where they asked him about it? He's like, uh, I didn't see that question asked. But he's
0: like, it'd be great. He's like, but I also have a newborn at home, so if I don't, I'm cool to go home and spend with my newborn. He's like, I win either way. He's yeah. like, but but honestly, to me, if I don't make the all-star team and we win a championship, I'll be happy as hell. Oh, of course you would take that over the all-star game. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think anybody would. A little little far-fetched there. But um, I definitely hope – I wish I wish we had a vote. I really wish that we had a vo- vote at this point. But shout-out to De'Aaron Fox. I, I think he will be an all-star. I really, really think he will be an all-star. Okay, Calvin, let's move on to uh, Friday's game. Uh, and that game is – at home, the Kings do return home after the longest road trip of the season, seven games. And somehow, they went 4-3 and three in that seven-game span, which is absolutely phenomenal for the Sacramento Kings. But they return home for two games against Dallas before heading to Phoenix for the last game before the All-Star break. Calvin, what are your thoughts on Friday's game against the new-look Dallas Mavericks and potentially the first look at the Luka in Kyrie combo.
1: Well, that's my thought exactly is uh, there's just so much uncertainty surrounding this game. You know, do they both play? If they do, what does it look like? I mean, the Mavs have been very consistent in terms of their style of play all season long because they have Luka and a bunch of nothing surrounding him. Christian Wood has been good for them in spots, um, but it's Luka all or nothing, right? If those two guys play together for the first time, you know, it's like, first of all, what do you really expect? Um, or how much can you expect in one game? Um, and does the... <laughs> Mike is gluing himself to the floor. I would love to see that. Uh, but just, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty going into this game. How how do they how do they play together? How does it look? It's the first game. There's a lot of, of question marks going on here. So yeah. it, it'll be exciting, that's for sure, but... Uh ESPN currently has Luka Doncic
0: listed as out for this game and also Davis Bertans uh four-finger Bertans is listed as out as well for this yes. game. Yes. So we'll see what happens. Kings have a 68% chance to win this game according to ESPN. Uh, so definitely
1: definitely Well, that means happy Maxi Kleba about back, that, which is another big addition for the Mavericks.
0: Dallas is 3 and 2 in their last 5 games, same as the
1: Sacramento Kings. Uh, give me your keys to the game, Cal. Well, these keys, are, again, are, are based on how Dallas has played all season long. So it, it could look a lot different on Friday. But uh, number one, win the three-point battle. These two teams chuck it up from there a lot. Dallas is third in the NBA at just over 40 attempts per game. Sacramento is seventh in the NBA, just over 36 attempts per game. Both teams shoot it a little better than 36% from the field. So whichever team wins the three-point battle, probably going to go a long way to winning this game. Number two is own the paint. We just took on the Houston Rockets, who dominate inside, uh, 57 points in the paint per game. They had 70 uh, in today's game. Sacramento is 13th in the NBA at 51.7 points in the paint per game. The Mavs are dead last. Again, that could change with Luka and Kyrie on the floor, but they're dead last in points in the paint this season so far at 42 per game. And number three is play with pace. Sacramento loves to get up and down. They play much better when they do that. Dallas so far this season has been a very slow it down, grind it out, give the ball to uh, Luka, ISO it, and let him eat up a lot of clock. Uh, The Kings are ninth in the NBA in pace. Dallas is 29th. The Kings are eighth in the NBA in fast break points. Dallas, again, dead last. So they need to, to speed up the pace of this game. Yeah, Mr. Angel makes a great point here in the chat. Uh, these are back-to-back
0: games. So one on Friday, yes. one on Saturday. Luca's returning from an injury. Kyrie is returning from whatever's wrong with him. Um, so we could see both or neither of them on Saturday's game. Or maybe Luca doesn't play Friday, but he plays Saturday. Uh, definitely definitely something that's pretty interesting here. Uh, but the Kings have a great opportunity to go into the All-Star break on a pretty good win streak. 2-0 right now for the last two games. They just beat Houston. If they can capitalize against the Dallas Mavericks, then they got an interesting game against the Phoenix Suns. Uh, you know, Phoenix is a whole other deal. I don't want to, like get on too much of a tangent and start talking about Phoenix because they got a lot of smack to talk about the Phoenix Suns. Uh, But any other thoughts on Dallas?
1: I mean, just you really don't know what team is going to show up uh, on the court, right? I mean, if Luka does play and Kyrie plays, it's going to be very interesting to see how that experiment goes for the first time. Um, If Luka doesn't play, again, you know, there's only one game that you have to base off of with Kyrie and the rest of them out there. And, uh, Charles, I agree, if Luka doesn't play, there will be less threes shot. But according to basketball reference, he he averages 7.8 a game, not 25. So it, it, there's still what? attempts, three-point attempts oh. per game. So it, they're still going to chuck it from three. That's what they do. Uh, but it, it's going to be a very, very interesting game. I, I mean, yeah. I think a lot of what you'll <laughs> – I say 25. No, I know. I'm kidding with you. But uh, I, I think a lot of how the Kings are going to – Game plan for this two-game series is going to be based on Friday's game, right? It, yep. You'll have a lot more uh, f- relevant film to look at, and then you know the question is: if Luca doesn't play on Friday, does he play on Saturday? It, it's just really hard to game plan. Right I
0: can't now. see him playing both games.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, for Especially sure. Especially going into the All Star. No, break, if he doesn't play on yeah. Friday, does he play on Saturday? Yeah. It, it's. We shall see Mike, I hope you have tickets to both games
0: because if you want to see Luca, <laughs> you probably got to be at, at both of those games. I mean if
1: you're Dallas, what game is mo- more important to you? Oh or they're they all they're all important the same they're all, they're the, same? They're all uh, like, the Western Conference is so bunched right now it, it's all every game is important. Is I mean there? that that Laker lost to Oklahoma City last night was incredibly important they're, these All these games matter a lot. So the Dallas
0: Mavericks are currently twenty nine and twenty six. They're three games over five hundred. Mike has a
1: good point. Friday's game is more important because he's gluing himself to the floor on Friday. Yeah, which means he might still be there on Saturday. So they're Friday Saturday, <laughs> Friday
0: Saturday, and then they play Monday and Wednesday. It's crazy to think that the Kings uh, haven't played as many games as a lot of these teams. I was looking at the standings. There's some teams that have played four or five more games than yeah. the Sacramento Kings. And, and the Kings basically start their All Star break on Tuesday after the game against the Phoenix Suns. A lot of games they don't play are on again Wednesday until... and Thursday. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely a good chance to get some rest for the Sacramento Kings. Much uh, needed. Dallas, much, has got much needed. Two games in Sacramento. Then they go to Minnesota. Or no, they go home uh, to play Minnesota on Monday, and then Denver. In Denver uh, on their last day before the All-Star break.
1: And Denver is playing unbelievably well right now. That's going to be a tough game.
0: Yeah, yeah. What a win tonight against the Houston Rockets. All is well in Sacramento. Uh, Calvin, I think that pretty much wraps up the show today. you have any other thoughts? Any, anything else you want to mention? Matt Hadley,
1: happy birthday. Love you, man. I'll be calling you tomorrow. Happy birthday, Matt Hadley. Shout out to everybody in the
0: chat. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. Hopefully you guys have a wonderful night. We'll see you all on Friday. In the meantime, go Kings.
1: Yes, Charles. I watched uh, LeBron break the record. Pretty incredible moment. That's my bounce.